This is my newest song. It's called Till I Find. I wrote it when I was in a hermitage at Living Miracles Monastery a couple months ago and felt like I was just allowing a lot of darkness to come up and move through. And this song was the culmination of my, my calling for, for profound healing and happy to share it with you. Take up all my time now to rest in you. You're the love within me and the love I'm within. Gonna focus my attention on the things I know. That I've heard you speaking from the depths of my soul. And I'm gonna just be silent when I cannot say. Know is truthful when I need to pray because I know you're in me and that I'm in you and I won't stop searching till I've broken through to your heart, to your life, to your endless love that I believe I have lost. I can't go off now. Open up my heart now and invite the pain that I know is within me, but that I pushed away. I want to let it be exposed now to the light you shine. Cause I know you'll love me still and tell me it's not mine. I feel a lot of self-hatred that I've tried to hide. I know I won't release it. Hold it inside So don't use my time now To bring it all to you And I won't stop till there's nothing left To break through in my heart In my life In my endless love That I believe I have lost I can't go on living Without living in you So there's nothing Take up all my time now 
to rest in you. You're the love within me and the love I'm within. What a great way to start. <laughs> oh, Eric, stepping into the magnitude of his guitar and his voice. That is just beautiful. Thank you, Eric. Well, if I had to pick one person in this world to help me step into magnitude, it would be David Hoffmeister. And he just happens to be here in Mexico. So over to you, David. <laughs> Hi, thank you, Jeff. Um, watching all the beautiful faces around the world. Just got a message there from Ashlyn, Oregon. I see you guys there. <laughs> there they are. They're all piled in there. Thank you for your message. Well, we're just so grateful to, uh, to come to you and talk about this topic of stepping into your magnitude. And um, we have a great collaboration uh, uh, Eric's just sang for us. He's going to be back singing another song. I think he said forgiveness. Lilo's going to be singing. Kirsten and Jackie are standing by right now. And also Jason will be our master of movies uh, coming in there on uh, Saturday in the afternoon. So uh, I say afternoon, depending on where you are in the world uh <laughs> It could be, could be any time in there on Saturday, but he'll be there on Saturday. And we feel like this is a, an opportunity to really open up to an, an experience of magnitude that goes far beyond anything that we have come to believe in time and space that magnitude is. Because Jesus, as usual, he is going to take us to an experience of something that's beyond the opposites of the world. And some of you might have even tuned in. Kirsten earlier today was online on, I think, a Facebook reading from the section of uh, Littleness versus Magnitude from the Course. I think that's, yeah, chapter 15, The Holy Instant. So... Uh, I'm just here to welcome you in, and why don't we go up there to the brand new studio in Camas, Utah, for a maiden voyage, and <laughs> see what it looks like. I'm excited to see this too. <laughs> it's amazing. We had a, a tour this afternoon, and we were on Facebook Live looking around. It is so much bigger than I expected it to be. It's It's just fit for anything and everything that can happen here. It, it's, it's really magnificent and it's stepped into the magnitude. <laughs> it's a great symbol. It's just incredible. It's so professional. There's a, a glass screen where our, our directors are behind the glass screen actually monitoring everything very professionally. and We just have to sit here and be told what to do. It's amazing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. It's Thank wonderful. You. So hi, everyone. We're so happy to be here and join with you in this fantastic topic of yeah, stepping into magnitude. So I'm really inspired. I'm so happy about this theme and this topic and to explore it together. Mm -hmm. 
and explore the blocks to it and yeah come shining out through the other side into our natural state given us by god <laughs> so yeah wonderful well shall i start off with the section in the course david yeah yeah that feels good that that'll launch us in here to this experience that's beautiful okay, okay great well, I won't read the whole section. I did that this afternoon um, on on Facebook, but I'll just kind of scan through and just pull out some parts and give like a the picture of the of this whole section because it's really amazing, actually. You know where he's he's taking us right from the beginning right to the end, um, starting off around you know do not be content with littleness but be sure you understand what littleness is. And then going right through all of this clarity um, of mind training and power of decision and function, all the way right through to, you know, heaven and the fact that this magnitude is what we are to call forth in our brothers and everyone we see. So it is really one of those full integrative um, sections you know, in, in three pages, basically, it's enough to wake up with. So I feel like it's just amazing. You know, it's just a power-packed uh, section for this retreat. So, yeah, just starting off with those two sentences, be not content with littleness, but be sure you understand what littleness is and why you could never be content with it. Littleness is the offering you give yourself. You offer this in place of magnitude and you accept it. So littleness is something that we're giving to ourself. And later on, he's going to come into the responsibility that you owe yourself, which is the way out. Everything in this world is little because it is a world made out of littleness in the strange belief that littleness can content you. When you strive for anything in this world and the belief that it will bring you peace, you are belittling yourself and blinding yourself to glory. So I just love how clear the course is. He's always just bringing it so, so directly, basically saying everything of this world is littleness. And so when you want something from this world you're belittling yourself and blinding yourself to the truth and the glory of God littleness and glory are the choices open to your striving and your vigilance and you will always choose one at the expense of the other and what you do not realize I think this is where worthiness comes into it because everyone deals with this, this unworthiness that comes up. You know? And where does this unworthiness come from? Well, this sentence is really powerful. What you do not realize is each time you choose is that your choice is your evaluation of yourself. Choose littleness and you will not have peace for you will have judged yourself unworthy of it. And whatever you offer as a substitute is much too poor a gift to satisfy you. So this is 
Yeah, we're, to choose for littleness is to experience the unworthiness. And then whatever it is that we're, we're wanting to feel loved by or feel some improvement of or some um, expansion through, it's always going to result in this poor substitute and the sense of a failure because it's the wrong direction. You know, it's actually asking for magnitude from littleness. It is essential that you accept the fact and accept it gladly that there is no form of littleness that can ever content you. You're free to try as much or as many as you wish, but all you will be doing is to delay your homecoming. And then he goes into responsibility. There is a deep responsibility you owe yourself and one you must learn to remember all the time. So this is where the mind training comes in. You must learn to remember, learn to remember this responsibility that I have. This lesson may seem hard at first, but you will learn to love it when you realize that it is true and it is but a tribute to your power. You who have sought and found littleness, remember this. Every decision you make stems from what you think you are and represents the value that you put upon yourself. Believe the little can content you, and by limiting yourself, you will not be satisfied, for your function is not little. And it is only by finding your function and fulfilling it that you can escape from littleness. So I'm sure we'll be going a lot more into function you know, over over this weekend and this time together. But here Jesus even clarifies um, about the function, not about specific in terms of this world, but very clear about where it comes from and who it's given from. So you don't even need to try to figure out what your function is, which is great. <laughs> there is no doubt about what your function is, for the Holy Spirit knows what it is. There is no doubt about its magnitude, for it reaches you through him from magnitude, with a capital M. You do not have to strive for it because you have it. All your striving must be directed against littleness, for it does require vigilance to protect your magnitude in this world. It's hard not to read this whole section. but <laughs> And then there's a line in here that I just, I really love this question. He says, let this question be asked you by the Holy Spirit every time you make a decision. I'll say that again. Let this question be asked you by the Holy Spirit every time you make a decision. Would you be hostage to the ego or host to God? So it's a beautiful question that just brings our mind into alignment with, oh, what am I deciding for? What is this about to do to me? <laughs> is it compromise? Am I binding myself in? Am I choosing littleness and seeking something of the world? Something from someone? Am I getting? Or am I choosing through my decision? Can I feel it? Is this decision to be the host for God? You know, to be the presence? For every decision you make, does answer this 
and invite sorrow or joy accordingly. Every decision you make is for heaven or for hell and brings you the awareness of what you decided for. So power of decision, identity. The Holy Spirit can hold your magnitude clean of all littleness, clearly and in perfect safety in your mind, untouched by every little gift the world of littleness would offer you. But for this, you cannot side against him and what he wills for you. Decide for God through him. So there's two places in the course where he's saying, you know, like in the rules for decision, decide for God for me, Holy Spirit. And here he's bringing it in again. This is the Holy Spirit's support for us. The Holy Spirit's function is literally to make this decision for us and remind us of what the decision is that we're making. And then he goes on to talk about celebrating the birth of holiness, welcoming the Christ into the altar of our heart, prepare an altar, prepare an altar rather than a manger to welcome the Christ. This is the worthiness that we have to open up to within ourselves. to learn of love, to learn the true value of love and learn that we're worthy of the Prince of Peace being born in us in honour of him whose host you are. When you have learned to accept what you are, you will make no more gifts to offer yourself, for you will know you are complete, in need of nothing, and unable to accept anything for yourself. That's pretty profound too. Unable to accept anything for yourself. You know, because this idea of magnitude is almost, in this world, it has the sense of, of growing, expanding, getting, you know, accumulating or in terms of thinking of form, but here he's, he just brings it back to there are no gifts that you would offer yourself and there's nothing that you would even want to accept for yourself, but you will gladly give having received. The host of God needs not seek to find anything. So it's, it's a whole shift of direction of where magnitude comes from and how we learn of it. If you're wholly willing to leave salvation to the plan of God and unwilling to attempt to grasp for peace yourself, salvation will be given you. So again, this is the mind training. It's like moment by moment. Am I attempting to grasp for peace, to heal myself, to fix something, fix someone else, fix a relationship, get something from this world, even in the subtlest way, That's substituting your plan for his. Rather, join with me in his plan that we may release all those who would be bound, proclaiming together that the Son of God is host to him. And in the final paragraph, 
which is really beautiful, which is something that um, has been coming into awareness about the indebtedness to your brother. Never forget the indebtedness to your brother um, and the value of your brother. Call forth in everyone only the remembrance of God and of the heaven that is in him. For where you would have your brother be, there will you think you are. Hear not his appeal to hell and littleness. So it doesn't matter what he's saying to you. Hear not his appeal for hell and littleness, but only his call for heaven and greatness. So this is what we're listening for. Forget not that his call is yours and answer him with me. God's power is forever on the side of his host, for it protects only the peace in which he dwells. Lay not littleness before his holy altar, which rises above the stars and reaches even to heaven because of what is given it. Mm. Wow. So sweet. Mm. Yeah. There's a line in there that I, I must have missed, but he talks about like the kingdom of heaven is within you. You know, this is within where God dwells, the kingdom of heaven. Uh, and then, but then here at the end, he's also saying, This lay not littleness before his holy altar, which rises above the stars and reaches even to heaven because of what is given it. So I just feel the whole integration of this whole section and this whole direction. It's, it's within you, the magnitude, and it's, it's towards God. It includes and encompasses everything. There's nothing outside of this gift. Beautiful. Thank you. What a launch. That's just such a, an amazing launch into this stepping into magnitude. And, and actually, uh, the first line that you read, be not content with littleness, but be sure you understand what littleness is and why you could never be content with it. We could take a moment to, to take a look at that. Uh, just recently I, I did a, um, a dialogue with my friend Alan Cohen and both of us had, had come through psychology and uh, we were both reminded that, um, that there's so much talk in psychology about um, self-esteem and many of us grew up with this idea that it's extremely important to have good self-esteem. That's one of the most basic things. Raise your children to have good self-esteem. Grow up with good self-esteem. But, but for both Alan and I, we actually came to a point in our spiritual journey where we started to realize that even self-esteem, as it's gauged by the world in psychology, is part of littleness. And that's why it's, he's saying, you, but be sure you understand what littleness is. Because the self that needs to try to build greater and greater esteem is, is the ego. Uh, 
God created our, our spirit perfect and it remains perfect and so oftentimes the, the littleness is associated with unworthiness, guilt, shame, lack. Most people would go, yeah, that's what the littleness is. Just give me a hit of some magnitude here. I need some magnitude. And, uh, but unfortunately, what the world says is magnitude. Uh, why do millions of people tune into keeping up with the Kardashians? Because they equate magnitude with, with money, with beauty, with clothing, <laughs> with uh, being able to, to do whatever you want to do because you have the resources. Uh, and, and a lot of people are looking saying, oh, give me some of that magnitude. But, but that's not magnitude, that's littleness as well. Uh, in sports, we oftentimes uh, look up to our sports heroes, the ones that hit the most home runs, score the most points, uh, the ones that are lifted up, you know, the, uh, the great uh, soaring through the air, Michael Jordan soaring and, and slam dunk, uh, the, the ones that are labeled the greatest of all time. In this world, that's what magnitude seems to be. But when Jesus is telling us it's our function that is our magnitude, we have to start to be ready to let go of all the things we've, we've pursued. In fact, um, Kirsten was just reading that anything you strive for in this world, to try to get something from the world, that would include all ambitions for attaining, achieving, accumulating, building, growing, all those things where you're trying to strive for something in the world and try to get something of value from the world. Uh, basically, Kirsten just was sharing that Jesus is saying that's, that's the littleness. And uh, so you can imagine, even for your parents, uh, trying to say, Mom, Dad, no, all those things you wanted me to grow up to be and to strive for, that's littleness. <laughs> I, there's something else <laughs> that I, I am here for. <laughs> Mom, Dad, it's not the grades. No, the grades, the good grades don't bring me into magnitude either. Because it's the function and then we're told that, that the sole use of the body is, is as a communication device. What? A communication device? What about bigger, better, faster, more? <laughs> what, about, what about climbing the socio-economic ladder? What about make some, making something of myself? Uh, carving my niche out and, and becoming something in the world? Littleness, 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 and littleness, across the board. And so it's, it's interesting that, that Buddha, Jesus, Lao Tzu, you know, the, the, the great way showers, are, are emphasizing that we need to be humble, not proud, that we need to come to a true sense of value, and the value is in our state of mind, our attitude, 
the Beatitudes and not in, in achieving or accumulating something. And then of all things to be told, don't strive. Wow, that goes against the Protestant work ethic. <laughs> I was raised with strive, 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 strive. And what we're being told is, in order to come into your magnitude, you have to relax. You have to be still. You have to align with the source and let that magnitude come from God through the Holy Spirit and into an awareness. And that will solve everything. It, it literally, magnitude is the answer. So, it's very different when you give yourself over to open up to this magnitude. Stepping into magnitude would be stepping into a willingness to say, use me, Spirit. Use me for your glory. Use me for the glory of God. There was a guy, uh, some of you probably know that song, Bill Withers. Remember that song? You just keep on using me until you use me up. Until you use me up. Until you use me, until you use the personality self up. Imagine running out of personality. <laughs> Imagine you're dating somebody, you bring your date home and you say, this is the most wonderful, we had the best date ever. He, she has no personality whatsoever. <laughs> but see, that shows you how different it is when you go for this magnitude. I always like that song, Cindy Lauper, remember the song about true colors? I see your true colors shining through. I see your true magnitude shining through. So don't be afraid to be used. <laughs> you know, it's, we have to come around to this point of seeing that our magnitude comes from allowing our mind to expand, but not to expand in terms of the, the way the world sees it, in terms of the body attaining or becoming more skillful, more intelligent, more beautiful, all those things that the world would say are becoming better and better and better. Those are actually all part of this loop of littleness. And those actually hold us hostage to the ego. Because in this section it says, would you rather be host to God or hostage to the ego? That actually this wheel of, of self-improvement is part of the hostage. You have a hostage situation. <laughs> the more that you follow this pathway of trying to achieve something more. And self-improvement, which goes for being good in the world, is actually part of a defense against capital self-acceptance. 
because the self that you believe needs to be improving was made by the ego and it would love to have you use all your mind energy on trying to improve something that's just a mask that covers over your true Christ self. So this is, this is really, uh, you see how this goes against most all of our conditioning and programming, but actually this is kind of exciting because when you give yourself over to this true purpose, this calling that you have from God, you are then opening up to your happiness, to your joy. And that's mentioned in here too, that, that your function and your magnitude is associated with joy. That's a clue. That's a clue. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I'm just so thrilled. Yeah, I had, am I on? <laughs> yeah, and as you were describing that, David, like all of those things the ego is seeking for in those egoic ways to, the thing is when you really go for the undoing, like go for the healing, go for undoing the ego and letting, like he describes in that section that all of your striving must be directed against littleness. So, Instead of striving for the things which actually just reinforce a sense of littleness and lack, it's redirecting that energy against littleness to see where we're tempted by, you know, wanting something that's not given by God. And the thing is, what I've experienced and what I've seen, you know, in everyone is, is amazing. It's like literally what you actually want is given you through this direction. Like everyone becomes more beautiful. Everyone becomes more skilled it, because it's not their personal ego doing it anymore. Like the more you clear your mind and go for true, true authentic awakening, it's a, it's a process which is disjunctive, disorienting. You feel useless. Things turn upside down. Things feel like they're being taken away for quite a period. And then there's a phase where the spirit is able to use you more and more. And as your perception clears, you become more and more radiant. Everyone around you becomes more and more radiant. And you become amazed at what everyone around you, what God can do through us. You know? So it actually all works out for exactly what you wanted. <laughs> it's just a shift you know, of, of how, of the how. You know? mm. Yeah. So... Yeah, and that how, um, just witnessing from a, a retreat that we've just done, the how is to actually pause and take the time and, and just watch where the mind, in that, in that pause, in that quietness, how it just goes crazy. It, it targets so many fractured, fractured targets um, until it starts to see that none of that really has any value. And that is the recognizing the, the lack of value in that littleness, that anything from the world is not really going to, to nurture and nourish what's really desired. And so in that stillness, in that quietness, 
the mind starts to to settle down and there then the that that feeling of of being truly guided by the spirit can be heard but in all that racket we can't hear what the direction is and so there's a confusion really am i hostage to the ego or am i host to god we, until we get still and really start to to drop into um, into a pause so that we can our prayer can be heard even by ourselves mm. what is it that i really am desiring here then until we we give ourselves that opportunity um, we're always in that confused state and that and that is a sim, a signal that we're we're actually searching in littleness for something more um, and it's not there it really isn't it's not until all of that searching and desiring of the world is finally falling away without our effort like we can't do it for ourselves either but without our effort when it finally starts to to become less significant that's when we can really um get in touch with that inner inner magnificence that is there that's where it is it's that self that shines so bright and that's what we actually want to polish we want to nurture that and 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 know the preciousness of it and so that that really if that's the deep prayer it's going to work it has to because that's really heartfelt yeah let me polish that let me shine that please lord please Mm. Mm, it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a prayer in the heart. Let me behold the magnitude, and yeah. and really letting go of all preconceptions of what that should look like. Because for me, the greatest joy that I've ever experienced is, is in a state of cluelessness where I, I absolutely feel my heart is bursting open but I don't understand anything that's really around me that's going on. Everything gets very still and everything feels so full and rich and Reminds me of a of a story too. My friend Maria in uh, Argentina told me one time where she was all excited. She was going to a big, huge auditorium, I think in Buenos Aires, to hear, hear Wayne Dyer speak, and she was so excited to be going there. And she got there, and um, there was kind of some confusion and. People were running around and everything, and she said, what's, what's going on? What's happening? Well, the translator got sick. Uh, there's all these thousands of people, Wayne Dyer's in the auditorium, and the translator uh, can't speak. And so they said, we need a translator. So she said, okay, I, I'll do it. I'll, I'll translate. So <clears throat> she had to get up on this stage with Wayne Dyer in front of thousands of people, and do something that she had not planned to do, and then all the lights went out. 
the whole auditorium, they lost power, they lost electricity. And they had to bring in candles, so it was just her and Wayne on a stage with candles all around them. And it was the most holy experience of just giving herself over to be used in a situation that she hadn't even planned for, but she was willing. And then this holy experience came, this feeling of vastness, like, wow, this is, this is what I'm here for. And she always remembered that. And I think that's a bit what Jackie's talking about. When you, when you go inside and you're able to kind of polish away all the uh, expectations and the, the wants and the desires, there's this stillness, this vastness that's there, and it just kind of over, it overtakes your, your awareness. You just are, are hushed. It's the hush of heaven. And those kind of glimpses are really glimpses of what our entire life is meant to be. I was just listening when Kirsten was reading earlier, you know, when you, when you go to a brother, Jesus was saying, draw forth heaven from them. Imagine going to visit your mother. Well, you're going to visit your mother. That's sweet. Well, I'm going to draw forth heaven from my mother. Doesn't that sound great? There's a mother and daughter right there. You, to draw forth heaven. Or you're going to work and you're, you're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm going to work. Why, why am I going to work? To draw forth heaven from my boss. You know, I'm going to draw forth, I know it's in there. I'm going to go in there and draw forth heaven. You see how different that is than the typical way of thinking about visiting your mother or going to work. We have to, we, we've got it too small, you know. We have the power in us to activate and draw forth heaven if we choose it. And yet we think of things in terms of situations. Uh, going to work, you know. I better just get the job done. Uh, going to visit mom, I hope I catch up with mom. You know, it, you see how different that is from what's actually possible, what's, what is actually capable. We are actually capable of something that vast. And so we're not going to please them, we're not going to to placate them, we're not going there to try to be nice. We have a bigger function to draw forth heaven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is powerful. Yeah, I had, um, I was just in India, you know, I just came back um, a few days ago and it was just coming to my mind around this hostage to the ego idea and there's just one example I can give of that and because it's so every day, it's like every day, every decision I make, you know, brings me hell or heaven and sets my mind free into the miracle of truly seeing that moment by moment, everything is being provided for me by God. 
literally everything. This whole perception of time and space and the world surrounding me is is either taken for granted, and I think I know from a personal egoic perspective of it all, or my mind is so free in the miracle that everything is a miracle and everything is being provided you know, by God. So when I went there, I stayed in an apartment and, um, and I have my usual routines in the morning. I like to have hot water with lemon and then um, some yogurt perhaps and a coffee and, and then some kind of breakfast, like what I call breakfast food, like smoothie or cereal or, you know, I'm pretty flexible. It could be eggs, it could be, but it's what I call breakfast food. And my whole experience of India was just this total, I went there with this purpose, very, very clear purpose out in front. The miracle leads the way. All I care about is the miracle leading the way, not planning anything, not knowing anything. I, I, my purpose is, is this function, which is being in the miracle and, and being shown day by day the invitation from the spirit where the light can shine and I can experience joy. So in the apartment, there was no kitchen. There was a fridge, but there was no kitchen. There was no kettle. Uh, there was no way to heat anything. And, uh, and uh, breakfast was mung soup <laughs> with rice. <laughs> and lunch is mung soup with rice. And dinner is mung soup <laughs> with rice and some and vegetables. And it was just part of this flow that I experienced the whole time in India. And I came back from India and I so love mung soup. I don't drink coffee anymore. I don't eat yogurt anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't kind of, there's all these things that were just part of, you know, normal daily life that just end up becoming expected. You know? And it's so subtle, but even this thought of like, I need to have my needs met. You know, I want to make sure these things are in the fridge or that's what I have from, that's what I need from my breakfast and all the subtle beliefs you know of things that go with these things and it's just such a joy to to let it all go and that's what I saw there there's when you're surrounded by millions of people you know from and this range you know I was uh, meeting billionaires you know multi-millionaires billionaires and then I was driving in a in a rickshaw often past people colonies of people with no toilet facilities, no clean water, no, they're a little kid pooping on the side of the road. This is, and families going by on motorbikes with like toddler and baby <laughs> up against the, the front steering wheel. Like the flow and the range of everything going on there was so loosening, so, so loosening for the mind that I could see my prayer it was, it was so easy to answer. It was so easy for the spirit to answer this prayer for me of, of just being aware of the miracle you know, underneath it all. Because I also had this sense of, wow, almost like there is no way personal control is arranging this. You know. Just even watching the traffic 
with the pedestrians and the motorbikes and the rickshaws and the taxis and the big hay trucks and then the guy with his cart and and it's all so many and there's just this telepathic flow of everyone just playing their part and moving that you know it's beyond human consciousness you know, that's what I kept seeing in this whole experience over there with this prayer to be in it you know there was no hard edges and me being washed away. There was no expectations that I had being washed away. So I could easily just be in this flow of the river, you know, in this miracle of just accepting what's showing up. So when I came back and spoke to Kristen about this retreat and she wanted me on her show to talk about it and talk about magnitude. And I just started sharing about this experience of India and she just started to cry and say, Oh my God oh, wow, I can feel the simplicity of magnitude. I had this idea that I have, to, I have to strive for it. You know, I have to personally step up into it. But actually, it's a yielding into mm. what is beyond, you know, what is beneath it, the magnitude of this divine grace you know, that's there when we don't have all our overlays and filters over the top attempting to control it all. So, mm. Mm, it's beautiful in one sense you could from what you were just sharing it's almost like the prayer of the heart could be just to fall into the magnitude help me fall into it mm. and it reminds me that Jesus says you know it's not that you ask for too much of life You, it's like you ask for far too little. And I think it's part of the mesmerism of this world that you were reading earlier, Kirsten, that this world world was made by littleness. This is a world of littleness because it's a world of images. It's a world of make-believe. It's a fairy tale. It's a fantasy world where everything about it and every distinct, separate thing that you perceive, you know, through the, the five senses is, is all littleness. And then we have this quantum field, this happy dream, this state of, of interconnectedness, of unified mind, call it whatever you want to call it, uh, that that is the vastness, and, and yet the habit for the mind that's asleep and, and dreaming and believing in this uh, separation is that it has forgotten what to ask for. Uh, that's kind of like your story of, you know, I, I'm flexible, I could have eggs or <laughs> some tea in the kettle and a, a coffee and a smoothie. I, yeah, I'm, there's, there's about 10 or 15 different things. I'm flexible. And then those are zip. They're not there. And I really feel like that's, that's how this inward journey goes, where, where you seem to go through a disillusionment, like, wow, what is this? What's it all about? Why am I not feeling fulfilled? Why do I have this struggle? 
why am I just striving but I feel like I'm just spinning my wheels, it's that our asking has become a hostage. We are only asking within the small tiny range of the ego and we forgot to ask for heaven. We forgot to ask for nirvana. We forgot to wake up and say, God, grant me the vastness and the magnitude of who I am. Instead, the asking is so confined to these tiny little range of, uh, of choices, in which it's all littleness, the whole range is, is all littleness. So it's very exciting to hear witnesses of something that's, that's beyond that, that there, there is something else available, and it is all for the asking. You know, if, if we pray for it, if we take the limits off of our prayer, if we take all those limits away, we can actually be shown something that is so magnificent, so amazing, so spectacular, and yet, as you said, so, so very simple. Like having it under our nose the whole time and we're running around, where is it? <laughs> Looking, racing around and it's like closer than we could ever even imagine. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and having that inspiration to really serve God and just say yes, and that's also what I experienced that that month there. And it was also such a loosening from time there, time and sleep, because I was staying there with with Clint and uh, my friend Clint, and he would he would go and work um, with his. Um, with Dr. Naram, who he works with a lot. And so he would come back to the apartment somewhere between midnight and three in the morning. And so I would want to join with him when he got back. So I would just have this, you know, okay, do I stay up? Do I go to sleep? And, and often I've just found I would just shift gears into whatever the timing was. And, and then there were other times where they would be going on a trip and they just arrange the flights to get up at four in the morning and catch the flight at six and do this and come back. And, and it was such a sense of timelessness. I really let go of, I could see this slight overlay that I'd had on energy, what did I call it? Um, preservation, energy preservation. You know? And even when I came back, I flew all the way back from India, which is like on the total opposite side of the world, you know, from, from here in the States. So it was you know, like a 10 to 12 hour flight to, to Japan and then a 10 to 12 hour flight here to the States. And normally I would just think, well, I'd need to rest for a couple of days after that. But I was asked by my friends in Japan if I would do an online event the night after I got back because that was their Saturday. And they said, oh, we can do it, you know, a few days later if that's better. And I just prayed and I heard, no, just do it. Just say yes. Like this is the next invitation from the Spirit. And so just straight off this huge big flight and then the next night 
you know, online event, loved it, so happy, we were all in the glory. And then I woke up the next morning at three in the morning because the times are a little upside down. And then it turned out that I was going to be on Kristen's show at nine o'clock the next morning. And just that, like the rolling, rolling with the Spirit's invitations and rolling with that flow. And I could just feel it's the same feeling. It's This is the opposite of littleness. It's the opposite of judgment. It's the opposite of of letting any human consciousness lead the way and make the decisions. Let it just keep coming from the miracle. Just want to say yes to you. Just want to be in your flow. Show me. Make it obvious. Invite me. Keep inviting me. And let me not have any block in my mind of time or, you know. So this feels very inspiring. Very, very inspiring. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. So So just as Kirsten's describing this, uh, this magnitude, let's do it right now. I love these Zooms because we can, they're so interactive and participative. And here we are, we're all stepping into magnitude, but you're stepping towards something and you're stepping from something. And I want to hear from you where you are experiencing yourself right now because we are going to step into the magnitude from wherever you seem to be or whatever you are perceiving. And that is the the purpose of this. It's fun. I remember um, one time I was traveling around and some uh, woman knew that I was traveling near her town so she she called me up on my cell phone. She said, she said, come, I'll meet you at the Pizza Hut restaurant on like 4th Street. Uh, just take this exit and I'll meet you there. I've never met you before but I'm so glad I got a hold of you. And then so we sat there in the booth in Pizza Hut and she looked over at me and she said, what are you experiencing right now? And I said, everything. I said, can you feel it? The whole universe is with us right now. And her eyes got real big. And she did, she felt it. Uh, because I was feeling it and she was right across from me. And that's the vastness of this. So. Uh, here we are, we're, we're just, we've gone through maybe about half of our night, but why don't we open it up, and if you feel to raise your hand as part of your prayer of expanding into the magnitude right now, and start from, if there's anything that's troubling your heart, if there's anything that's weighing on you, if there's anything that you feel is holding you back from this, or keeping you down, remember our purpose is to step into the magnitude and trust that we will be given exactly what we need to hear, exactly what is needed for us to to draw forth the Kingdom of Heaven right here and right now. So let's open it up and see what we've got going on here. Okay, off the top, Sylvia raised her hand. Go ahead, Sylvia. Thank you. Um, 
I raised my hand last time. That was the first time. And that was, I'm so glad that I did that. There was a real shift after that. Some, I don't know what happened. I don't need to know what happened, but there really was a shift. And um, my longing to, to really um, be guided by Jesus to, yeah, I'm so motivated. I'm, I'm here. I mean, it's, it was two, two o'clock in the morning here, but I am here. I'm so grateful. And thank you, David, for, I mean, when I, I have a prayer, I, um, and I always start with the serenity prayer. And after that, there's something else uh, from, uh, from the 12 step. And uh, lately, I um, added some of the prayers of the course. I'm working on it. I'm not used to pray, so I'm working on it. And now you gave me, God, grant me the vastness and the grandness of who I am. I think that's something you said. I, I'll uh, hear it back on the speaker. Thank you. You know, I don't, yeah, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful. And again, I thank you, Kirsten, for looking into the camera. That's that is so, I don't know, it's like you're in my living room. But somehow uh, David's camera is not standing the way that you can look straight up in the camera. But it's so, <sighs> I love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That was beautiful. I felt it. Did you feel that? We all went into the magnitude with Sylvie. It was amazing. It just the first one, boom. It was amazing. <laughs> okay, up next is Carly. Go ahead, Carly. Yeah, hi. Um, I just recently um, took a step into greater trust. You could say I I um, have been living kind of as a poor person <laughs> whenever in this life. Like I wasn't making much money. And in addition to that, I wasn't even reporting all of it um, on some forms and stuff. And I was getting like government aid. Uh, for food and healthcare costs. And it was coming up again for my renewal for the form to fill out again. And I just couldn't not put everything down, you know, um, this time. I just really had to be honest about it. And I took this new job and I'm making more money. And so I have this fear like it's going to take all those benefits away and, and then we're not going to have enough. And, everything but I just did the form like the other day and so I feel like I I left I just stepped into something that I haven't been able to do for like the last I don't even know how many years I've been doing it wrong you know or just like not putting everything there and I mean I was declaring stuff like 
that normal people probably wouldn't even put down. I mean, I was like, I had to clear it. Like I had to put everything, like even some cash that my kids get for cleaning my dad's office. Like, I'm like, I'm putting it down, you know, like I just couldn't um, not do that. And so that was one thing that's happened for me recently. And then taking this new job, I'm working with like children that are like really like mentally challenged and like totally out of control. Like, they bite and throw their desk down and all this stuff. And I mean, going into the job, I did not know it was going to be like this. They don't tell you, of course, because no one would probably take the job in the first place. But um, so I'm into this job and I was really been struggling. And on my breaks, like I'm like crying in the bathroom and it's just been really difficult. And um, so like with that, like it's interesting. I'm just like, seeing it for like what is this showing me and I think it maybe hit me today more than before it's like with them you have to be super clear and very concise and it's like sit down then you get a toy you know it's like you don't miss around like the communication is like very direct and very clear you can't say like okay right now we're not doing that and then we're gonna do this it's like just very direct so Anyway, I just feel like all these highlights are coming up for me, like as far as like with my mind training, like I got to get strong in my mind and like be clear and like decide, you know, I can't be like waffling around all the time and, and all this stuff. So yeah, I feel like this magnitude theme is coming up for me and, and like, don't believe like you're supported by money or the government. That's not like where your sources, you know, like stuff like that. And, and, um, yeah, so just so much has been coming up for me, but like throughout the day, I, I just lose track of things a lot. And so my prayer is just really like for the spirit, just help me like, remember, remember my true self, like what this is about. And, and like, if kids are acting out or whatever, help me to see through that, help me to see like, what's underneath it you know like help me to see them and in their light and and as my mighty companions and and just pure not guilty of anything you know um not separate from me not wrong um and that I can't mess up either so all these themes are like running for me I feel actually overwhelmed by all the themes you know that are happening for me right now so yeah I just feel like I'm continuing to ask just to feel that support. Um, just joining, joining. I just need it right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Carly. That's beautiful. We feel it. Next is Aska. Go ahead, Aska. Hello, everyone. And actually, um, ah, actually, there has been a little gap on between Noriko and me about the function of the translator. So actually, I've been so sad and crying because I. I thought that I was attacked by her. I knew that 
that's not true. That, that was, I knew that that was just my perception, but because I really trusted her, so I thought that I lost my, I, I lost the very uh, important friend. But yeah, so I prayed to see things differently. And I talked and talked with my mighty companions. And also I, and today I watched Kirsten's live on Facebook. And also the today's theme was the magnitude and actually magnificence of ourselves, not loneliness. So actually now I, really realized that I don't have to feel I, I don't know how to say I I just tried to make myself very very little and I I tried to meet the expectations of others and also I wanted to be liked by others by helping them so Actually, the, the, the gap or the difference of, think, of, I don't know, concept or thinking between Norika and I are about the translation and also money. But now I decided to let go of my function or let go of my role as a translator for Kirsten's and Francis are retreat in Japan. I don't know. At, at this moment, I just try to be still and let go of my. Oh, let go of my. Um, my desire to be liked by you or Kirsten or Francis or whoever from <laughs> Living Miracles. So maybe I, I just realized that I had some, uh, I tried to have a special relationships with you guys, but now I, I think that I don't have to make that kind of relationship because I am. I am worthy. So I just want to say, say thank you to all of you that to remind me that I am holy. Thank you so much. Mm. Oh, thank you. Oh, we love you, Aska. You are so holy and so worthy. <laughs> oh, so precious. I hear Jesus telling us in the Course, your worthiness is established by God. Nothing you think or say or do or make can establish your worth. Yeah. Hallelujah. Isn't that a relief? <laughs> uh, thank 
next is uh, Felipe. Go ahead, Felipe. First, Hello. Can you guys hear us? Yes. Hi, David. Thank you so much, guys, for, yeah, for yeah. being here. <laughs> Beautiful to see you all and join with you. And this is Pichu. She's joining, too. Um, oh. I just want to say, firstly, wow, Asuka, I felt so moved by what you were expressing. And um, I lived in Japan for four years. And I know that the way that the culture is, it's not easy to to really truly open up. And so much culture is actually people pleasing. Like you have to, it's like, it's, oh no, the connection's not so good. Anyways, um, so I just felt it so much. It brought tears to my eyes to hear you sharing from your heart. So thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and thank you so much. And what I wanted to share is uh, about what Kristen said in the beginning of the the retreat and what he was saying about the worthiness and this uh, big uh, calling to fall into function completely because it's something that I have been feeling every single day, but yet there is this uh, voice or this uh, attempt to deny it and procrastinate it and feeling that I don't have enough resources or I don't have enough uh, or, or money or time or who knows. And it's something that uh, struck me very deeply when I hear it because I feel very inspired to share, to, to share my experience in life, to share also clarity, to join with my brothers, to expression sessions, to, you know, do a, maybe a group that I'm feeling inspired to, but yet I find that that's the the obstacle that I'm facing now uh, every single day, which is it's great. I'm actually too blessed to be able to see it. Um, but when I saw this stepping into magnitude, I just knew that I have to jump in because it's the prayer of my heart. So thank you so much for, for sharing that and, and to put it into my awareness. And I love you all. Thank you. Mm. Love you. Thank you, Philippe. <laughs> oh. So sweet. Hey, up next is um, Elaine Everding. Go ahead, Elaine. Hey, everybody. I'm greeting you from Bel Air, Maryland. And uh, it's my birthday weekend. And so when I saw this coming up, I thought, wow, this is a real gift for me to be here and, you know, and be willing to be vulnerable. God, the procrastination that I witness myself doing every day, because I know of my addiction to wanting to figure it out. Oh, my! the best form for my service. That's what I seem to be struggling with the most often. But I am encouraged when I remember moments when, you know, my defenses are down and the song comes through. Or actually... When I'm with another purpose, person without defense and, you know, and I feel the connection and I'm not 
trying to figure out what's going to happen in the next moment. So I kind of know there's a capacity to open up into open up cluelessly into the future. And I could even thoughtfully say, you know, monetarily wise, I could even do that. All these things I think I need to do to like make money or keep myself safe. I really don't have to do them. So David, I have loved when you've said, you know, get clueless and carefree. And then you can be creative in the best way or the God way or in the way that you don't even understand how it could bless everybody. Um, now, right before we came on tonight, I, I was having a little exchange via Facebook Messenger with my son he made, we lent him some money. There were some agreements about paying it back. Things are going very differently. And I, you know, all the defensiveness that I kind of notice in him, I kind of know it's my own stuff too. But one of my prayers this weekend is really, you know, I, I only have one son, but... Um, you know, for the way that I want to open to seeing the magnitude in my son, that's one prayer I have. And the last thing, I don't know whether there was somewhere in the text that was read, whether they either talked about vigilance, about this, you know, like, strive, you know, strive to let go of your littleness so you can experience the truth. And I found myself thinking about, like, vigilance, like, that word seems harsh to me, kind of like vigilantes, got to go after stuff. But I love the word vigil, because when I think about keeping vigil, I think of it as this quiet watching and so what I'm hoping to magnify within myself is this more consistent place of just watching and noticing what's going on with me, whether it apparently looks joyful, whether it looks a little more like in the dynamic of confused and kind of, you know, my ego would label it crazy again, confused again today. And just watch and say, I love you anyway. You're okay anyway. And if you dare to release, you know, show it to somebody else, it'll be a blessing in a way you can't understand. And by the way, I want to say to Asuka, as, as we were beginning, what a blessing she is. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I love Zoom because you can zip around and see all of your brothers and sisters there. And of all the people I saw, it was Asuka that drew my attention. And she was, she was listening to Kristen. And she was just going. This very simple, powerful thing. You know, just being in this place of vigilance for the truth. Or, 
just acknowledging the truth in this very quiet way. And so I, I want to say thank you. I, I honor her for just being here as part of this, we could even say the scripted collective of those who are kind of supposed to be here today. I am so happy. <laughs> She's a character. What a character. <laughs> we love it. Oh. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, yeah, I join you in the in the prayer for your to see the magnitude in your son, because I really feel like that's the, that's a call into the holy instant, and. Uh, and, and it's so tied into trust, and it's so tied into divine providence, because um, I really see now that, that I, I wanted to be a giver. I, I kept praying to God, I want to be a giver like you. I just want to give, 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 give. I want to use every second to be a, a true giver. And uh, I'm not interested in taking I'm not interested in getting. I want to meet people as if, if it's the last time I'm ever going to see them and talk to them. I want to let all the love in my heart come, come through. And, and I think most of us honestly notice that when we get into discussions about paying back loans or, you know, these kind of uh, linear bargains, uh, linear reciprocity, it's, it starts to dawn on us like, oh my gosh, I've, I've been addicted to reciprocity. I've, I've been addicted to it in my relationships, in school. I've been addicted to it in jobs. It's like, oh my gosh, that's like most all of my life has just been this big reciprocal thing. I'll do this for you if you do this for me. And I join you in the prayer of just really trusting that you have so much to give and the more you give way to that feeling of just wanting to give fully that all of heaven and all of the universe will come to support you in that. As, as crazy as it seems to the ego, because the ego is always concerned about the future, I just support you in really uh, offering that and giving that. And I have found that in my life, as I've just gone all over the world and just really allowed myself to be a giver, it's, it's showers of miracles, uh, showers of reflections, of, of appreciation, of gratitude. Thank you so many you know, emails. Thank you so much. You know, it just comes flooding in. Uh, just by our decision to to give to give fully, so I think it's great. I think the next time you talk to your son, uh, just use use that moment in the fullest way possible, and you will feel that magnitude in your heart. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Next up is Mary Williams. Go ahead, Mary. Hi, David. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen and Jackie. So much of this builds up to um, this beautiful invitation to magnetism. And it just, 
it it goes beyond words. It just it's like something wants to explode, and and I want to be and and it wants to just be present. And um, so, thank you, thank you for that invitation. Just like wow, everyone now, where are you? What is the magnitude that you are experiencing right now? And about all I can do is cry right now, it seems. Um, I wanted to share just a short, short parable, I guess, in my life. In the last two weeks, I went to help a very ill brother relocate. And I went down there with no expectations but to give. And there were so many unexpected things that happened. Another brother and I were almost broadsided by a speeding car. Then the brother that was very ill was driving a new U-Haul truck, caused a four-way crash, and I immediately grabbed him, and I said, let's pray. Nobody was hurt. The woman in front of us must have seen us praying. It was just miracle after miracle. It was, and there was no consciousness to do anything. There was no consciousness to fix anything. There was no consciousness that anything was wrong. It was just, you know. Um, uh, and <coughs> a number of other things. Anyway, what, what, what was present for me in telling you this is just... Um, my mind wants to think it knows <clears throat> and it wants to try to figure things out. And when I let all that go, and so many have talked about being carefree and being in that space of not knowing, it's just, as Kristen was talking about, the miracle leads. <clears throat> and um, so I just wanted to testify to that and those recent um, experiences for me. Thank you. That's so precious that let us pray. That's your first inclination there. Let us pray. Some of you may have heard this parable before, but uh, but I have a friend, you know Lisa. Lisa was actually uh, up one time in Pennsylvania and she was in her car and she was so happy, she was so in her magnitude that she was just driving along and she came to a, a, a red light and she stopped and she was just sitting there at the red light, just the most happy you could ever be and she heard what she thought was a series of explosions. She actually heard one boom, and then boom, 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 boom. And she started sticking her head to try to look up uh, out of the car, because it felt like the buildings or something was like, like some kind of uh, explosions going on in the buildings and everything. And uh, But the buildings were just there, it wasn't anything. So she she just hopped out of her car and she was the first car a part of a pileup. All the cars behind her, like seven cars, had smashed. Uh, one car, the next, it was, a, it was like a seven car pileup uh, of, of this big, huge, multiple car uh, pileup. 
And she popped out, and then the people started to get out of their cars. And the, the first lady that came up to uh, Lisa, after they were both out there, Lisa just looked at her and she said, It's a miracle! <laughs> and the woman was just like, It is! And they joined, and the other people started to get out of their cars, and another one came up, and they were both saying, It's a miracle! It's a miracle! And, and then the one lady just looked very confused, like, what? Why is it a miracle? And Lisa said, it's just, this is all of our thoughts. And the one lady went, you are right. My husband, I, I wanted to take uh, our new car that we just bought, and my husband said, no, you take this, and so I took the junker, and I was just thinking a few minutes ago, I hate driving in this junker. I really wish I could just get rid of this thing. And she said, and look what happened. And so she joined it. Well, they had like four, five, six people that were all rejoicing with all these cars piled up until the police showed up. And then the police were very curious, like, what is going on? Because they were all laughing so hard. And that particular parable just reminds me that everything is a choice. Our state of mind is a choice. Even with a seven-car pileup, we don't have to judge and interpret anything. And Lisa was just so much in her right mind that she jumped out of her car. And the first words that came out is, it's a miracle. And it just cascaded. Everyone who got out of their cars ended up being in the laughter. Even the police officer, he was, he was dumbfounded at first, but then he could not stop from laughing too, because they were all laughing so hard. And that, I just am reminded of that when you said, let us pray, you know, which is really, let us, let us remember, regardless of the situation, there is love. We are loved. That love is the most important thing. And we don't need to be distracted by anything. And, and I've had some of those times myself where, it, it, to the world, it was not a very good-looking situation. <laughs> but to me, in my heart, it was. I felt it. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Beautiful, Mary. Okay, next on the list is Esther. Go ahead, Esther. David, I have been, last night I couldn't sleep. Um, I saw uh, a new doctor and uh, something happened also with my um, therapist. I went there and they told me that he had an emergency and um, I still haven't heard back from him. And I had all these paranoid thoughts. And so I was working with, um, I also did a lot of spirit um, during the time that I was awake, which is extremely helpful. Thank you for making that possible to hear your lectures like that. Um, you mentioned about um, feeling the feelings of fear and just being with them and, and staying with them. And, um My, 
my prayer is to experience the magnitude and not the littleness. And I saw last night the oscillation between the commitment to the spirit's thought system and the ego's thought system. And I could feel the the need for more commitment, the need for more willingness, the need for something more. And then I realized that um, really I, I, I just needed to stay present and then what I was thinking didn't, didn't, I'm, I'm like asking myself who's thinking this, you know, and, and who's, um, who's listening. And, and so that helped. And just right now, this magnitude thing is, I, I realized that I wanted to see those people that I think are supposedly out to get me, you know, cause me harm, see them as whole and, and, um, that it's, it's, I mean, we did say bring it on the last time we were together on this online thing. And it seems like <laughs> my prayer, my prayer to not be with this therapist anymore and my prayer to have a new doctor and, but the, um, but the paranoid thoughts come in and they're telling me, but I did do what you said. I, I did, I did stay present. And when I was asked the questions for the evaluation, I, um, I really listened to spirit and answer the questions like he was asking me, well, why didn't they take you, let you into the hospital in November? And I said, well, why don't you ask them? You know, instead of giving them an answer that I could say, well, because of this and this and this, it didn't, didn't seem like the right way to go there, you know? So help me with the magnitude. I, I want to bless the whole sonship. I really do. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Esther. We feel it. We see it in your smile. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Thank you. Next is Beth. Go ahead, Beth. Oh, oh is this right? Is that, can everybody hear me? Okay. Yes. <laughs> right. I am really new here. I just wanted to say hello. Um, I'm struggling with this issue. Um, it's a, it's a really large issue in my life, um, and it's very big right now. Um, I signed up for this course kind of spur of the moment last week. I was, had been thinking about it, and actually my dad passed away on Tuesday. Um, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, so, and, and we've been locked in this struggle um, since I was a kid. <clears throat> anyway, I don't want to like burden everybody and I don't know how this whole thing works, but in it, and, um, but it's, um, my struggle is that, you know, he was always a very, um, practical person and, you know, you made money, you got a job, you know, and, and, uh, and he was very, uh, um, 
adamant about instilling that in us. And so I went completely opposite direction, of course, and, um, you know, rebelled in college. I didn't finish my degree and, you know, you can never really forgive me for that. And then I, you know, blah, 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 you know, it's, um, and now I'm, <clears throat> and I, um, I'm actually at this point I've struggled in my life with, you know, paying bills and, you know, all these things. And at this point in my life, I actually, um, at 40, 40, 47, I went back to school. I got, I have my doctorate now in acupuncture <clears throat> and I'm have a very successful practice <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm really doing quite well and doing something that I find fascinating and I'm helping people. And it's just the dream that I dreamed when I was in college and spirit just, I, anyway, it's just amazing. And, um, and my dad, so he passed away last week, the Tuesday and he never acknowledged I went to school really, you know, it was just like whatever and like never really acknowledged I was doing anything important, you know? Yeah. Well, shoot. He would be like, Oh yeah, you're doing this. He would call it my craft. He was like, whatever that craft thing that you're doing up there. I'm like, I'm going to medical school. I'm dad. I like, I'm like six years in school. I spent $200,000 in student loans. I mean, it was like legit, you know? And, um, but anyway, he was never, he would, he would, he would brag. Anyway, anyway, their sister's involved and he was, anyway, so it's all weird. Um, and it, and he's, anyway, so, so yeah, so I've, Anyway, I'm, I'm really struggling with, you know, I have this big dream and it seems to have come to pass, but it's been very ego driven. You know, it's been very much like, you know, there was, there's definitely my heart was in it, but then it became about, I got to get the degree. I got to finish this test. I got to get the license. I got to build the business. I got to, And I've, I've actually, um, I've had a lot of highs, but I've also crashed, um, really hard and then this thing with my dad is really making me crazy so this is a great topic for me I just wanted to say hello to everybody and I'm in the right place I'm new to A Course in Miracles but I was um, introduced to it in a um, retreat at a convent when I was 15 and I this nun went off on it and and actually the priest that was there was like <laughs> He he kind of stopped her, you know. It was like, like, what are you doing in my youth group, you know? And uh, <laughs> and then so I I heard the course and I was like, wow, you know. She was talking about the way and like every, you know. And she just made it very simple and she explained it. And I was just and but but then and then all this fear stuff came in, you know. That it's oh, you know, but be careful. It's kind of you know you get and I was warned like it's culty and. And like this fear, all these fear messages came at the same time. So I've, it's been in my life and I kind of read it, but then I was kind of scared. But I'm telling you, this phase in my life, I just rediscovered it um, a few months ago and I cannot put it down. And I'm listening to the recordings. I'm listening to you, um, David. Thank you so much because you make it real for me. The, the book sometimes is very confusing. But anyway, thank you very much. And I'm going to sign off now. <laughs> oh, thank you Beth thank you because you're showing too that you went through that whole rebellion phase and then you went to the kind of like I'll show, I'll prove and, and 
It reminds me of that Judy Collins song about both sides now. Did you remember hearing that song? I've looked at life from both sides now, from win and lose, and still somehow. You know, you're, you're actually getting closer to the magnitude because you've kind of gone through both of them, and, and you know there's something there, and there's a lesson there. And, uh, and even with your father just passing away on Tuesday, you know, it's like, it's like even that, that voice that was kind of like not complimenting you and kind of just dissing you all the time, you know, it's, it's, I think it is fading away and, and you're just, it is an exciting time when you've gone through both ends and now you're like, ooh, what's next? It's, it's a huge adventure. So I'm right there with you on YouTube, Spreaker, and live. <laughs> How <laughs> beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. And next is uh, Robin Singler. Go ahead, Robin. Hello. Blessings to everyone. Um, thank you so much for um, for for holding this um, this retreat this weekend. Um, the topic really spoke to me. Um, it seems to really encapsulate what, what I deal with. Um, there are certain triggers in my life, certain areas that this is really playing out. Um, for me, it's um, the work situation. Um, I, feel, uh, I feel like everything at work just kind of piles in. And other areas, it's easier for me to remember the truth, remember that I can step back. Um, what's really frustrating, um, is this just, it's like, uh, it was mentioned at the, this, uh, topic of addiction. I, I feel very addicted to, to fear. I, I'm very addicted to, to trying to be Robin and the, the pain is just, I don't want it, <laughs> but clearly I do because I'm experiencing it. So it's really trying to open and trust so that I can leave that burden behind uh, because I know uh, that, that I'm not meant for that. I'm not meant to feel tortured and small, but there's such this compelling um, drive to it. I, I notice, I notice that I can remind myself and I can step back when I'm challenged and, and that peace and that just, there's a sense, the word magnitude is very powerful. There's an image that, that spirit gives me of me just expanding completely out of the body into something very unhuman. And it's, um, it's beautiful. And, but it just, it fades so quickly. I quickly get wrapped up in, into the form again, into I'm Robin and I have to do this and it work. Uh, the form it takes is a lot of deadlines and, a, and then a, a lot of self attack and self pressure about, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. So there's a lot of pain around getting caught up in that cycle. And, and so that's one of the things that I'm noticing now in my life that just really seems to be difficult to, to that consistency. And it also speaks to the trust and the commitment 
you know, the commitment to only seeing the truth in myself and my brothers. And um, as we're all sharing, that's coming to light for me as well. I look at all of you um, lovely brothers and I don't see anything to attack. There's just nothing to judge about anything that's being said or expressed or not. Um, and yet I don't give myself that same. I, I look, I, I look and I just see nothing but, but reason to judge. And it takes a lot of, it seems like a lot of diligence to, um, to remember the truth and to kind of snap out of it. Um, so, so that struggle between that, just that sense of struggle of, I can't, maintain peace for very long it doesn't last very long and particularly in this work situation I, I know that I'm there to learn how to go through this I know that I'm there to to learn a very valuable lesson um, I've asked myself for two years why am I here I need to get out of here but it's clear that I'm that there's so much love there and there's so much healing so there's that inner knowing that I'm in the right place um, it, and then there's just this pull to continue to, to, to accept the littleness, to accept my own self-judgment, although I can look out onto the world and see that there's, there's really nothing but innocence. Um, there's really nothing but, but a need to forgive. So that, that's definitely what, I've, what I struggle with. There's a sense that I've reached a cliff and I'm afraid to jump. I just that and and then the fear comes in and it's like oh I better I, I better just stay small um so I look forward to um opening opening more this weekend and sharing and letting everything come up and um and learning to let let go more and more um so I thank you all I thank you for having this um event and I thank you all for sharing and um, contributing to the uh, to the salvation. I think that's it. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's how it starts, Robin. You start to see it in others, and eventually, it's going to come around. You're going to get swept up in it too. So we got a whole weekend to appreciate. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. Up next is Monica. Go ahead, Monica. Am I unmuted? I think I am. Hi, everybody. Oh, it's a joy to be here. And um, Jeff, I just wanted to comment on they changed your backdrop. You look like an angel there, kind of suspended in heaven, shining. <laughs> you got a glorious backdrop behind you. <laughs> and. Um, it took me a while to figure out, I'm not a bit technology challenged. It took me a while to figure out how to do the hand thing and um, how to raise the hand. But uh, I just wanted to um, to say hi and share that I so appreciate your joy and, and love you guys so much. And, um, you know, I also can identify with a lot that people are sharing and, uh, feeling that call too, and and um, then asking Jesus to help me move through the fears that prevent me from um, kind of like bring it on, and and with a stipulation to help me through it, <laughs> and um, 
so that I can um, unwind from this personality self that seems to be more sh- on the shy side, um, prefer to be more of an observer and um, more comfortable in that role. And uh, yesterday was, oh, so much stuff came up. It was all day and just allowing, just giving myself permission to be in that. And after a few hours, it's just like, okay, enough. I can't, I can't do this anymore and go to the kitchen and, and um I take a break for a couple of hours and then went back and just kept lifting and handing it over and handing it over. Sometimes it feels endless. And, um, and by evening, there are just so many miracles coming through and different symbols and impression to pick up something that I, some drawings that I had done of Holy Spirit kind of trying to reach me when I'm in this kind of dark place and, um, and so many of the drawings for that I did years ago were just exactly what was happening, and um, um, and then just guided to do some other stuff. There's just so many synchronistic miracles that came through, and such a more of a feeling of lightness after and today, and and um, and so wanting to to do whatever is necessary to be able to share that joy and see the glory in my brother um, beyond the, beyond the form, beyond the behavior where I often get stuck with and um, beyond all these concepts about time, because it's, I live on the other side of the planet and this thing about being up in the middle of the night to always join with everybody and I love what, what you had shared, Kirsten, about that. And I've had some experiences of that. And, um, and there are times where, you know, the tiredness just overtakes me. And uh, so just unwinding from all of that. And so show me how. Show me how. And uh, I guess that's my prayer. <laughs> but so appreciate being able to connect to with everybody through this means, even though I'm kind of still learning how to do all that with technology, but love you guys so much. So thank you. Okay, next up is Gertie. Go ahead, Gertie. Yes, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, first off, I want to say that I'm so glad that you are all there in my life. It's all the sharings, all the faces, many of them I recognize from all the retreats I've been on. And it's just so joyful to know that this is a community for me that really supports me and helps me to evolve in, in a way, to step into this magnitude. Um, but I have to tell you that when I got up at two o'clock in the morning here in Sweden, I stepped on a foam roller and I fell and I, I caught myself with the right hand, with the right wrist. Here it is. 
and I don't know what I've done. I can't write. I can't use the hand. It is, I don't know if it's broken at all, but I was just lying on the floor. I don't know for how long I missed the first half of the retreat. And then you are all talking about stepping into magnitude. And I thought, well, this can't be stepping into magnitude that I broke a wrist or that I can't use my right hand anymore because there are so many things you all know. If you can't use your right hand, what do you do? You can't drive, you can't ride, uh, ride your car, nothing. I can't do all the work I'm doing every day. And I thought, well, what is, what is, the, what is the meaning of that? Why do I have to experience that? I, I, it's just so hurting so much. And then you all say, just be present. Be present with it. Just let it, ask spirit, show me. And I don't really know how to, how to cope with that. And, and I thought, well, there are miracles. It, it can be undone, you know. This, it, I mean, it's sort of body identification because it would change incredibly much in my life just now. But I, I would love so much to see this miracle that nothing has gone wrong. Everything is okay. This was just a little episode. And, and um, I, I just find it so amazing that when I was so inspired by coming to this retreat, stepping into magnitude, really getting out of that, and then this happens. It's just like a what do you say it's just the opposite of being in the magnitude that this happened I judged it like that and I would love so much to to see that that I'm able to step into magnitude without this being a hindrance that it can be undone in a second and I would love so much from you all to help me with that that it will be, and that the miracle will show up. And I, I, I also want to say I love all these sharings. I, I find myself um, being in that too. You're all addressing questions and and fears and doubts that I have myself, and it's just so. How can I say it's it's. I feel the oneness with you. I feel the gratitude for you being there with me. And I love you all so much from Living Miracles. It's just, I'm so grateful for all of you. And I do hope that Spirit will guide me and help me with this. Thank you all. Thank you, Gertie. You're rolling them all together into the magnitude. You, you're rolling back into into the mystic and undoing the doer, all with your with your wrist. Just just a it's a big surrender, and that that happens to me when I spill something, when I fall on the floor, when I find myself in one of these things, and the temptation is to judge. There's this beautiful witness, observe yourself in there that can just go, well look at this. As I'm, as I'm laying on the floor, well look at this. Or I've got 
some kind of food that's supposed to be in my mouth, but it's all over my hand and arm. And I just have to go, look at that. Well, look at that. Because it's you're just to relax. Like it's all, it's all going to be used. It is all being used to come into this, this vastness. And so I'm glad you shared that with us though, because we can join you in in just relaxing, just letting go, let it be, just let it be whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, thank you. You're so wonderful, whether you can write, or you can drive, or any of those other things. We just love you, we love you so much. Just the way you are. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, we've got a couple minutes left and three hands are still up. Do we have time for one more? Yeah. I think so. Peter Smith, go ahead, Peter. Uh, I'm sitting here. You asked what is happening right now, and I'm feeling this mixture of inspiration and terror. Um, And I procrastinated to put my hand up, and the longer I do that, the more I can feel myself um, holding on, tightening up, going into a kind of fear. But I'm also excited. Um, and today I've felt incredibly expansive and joyful and crying a lot and so Just wanting to, just needing to say that this is a very chronic place. This this is this is feeling. I'm a bit, a little bit shut down, but I'm I'm pleased to have this opportunity just to be seen and. And and not. And so much of my life just with withdrawn and then gone into a lot of self-shaming and attack. So just willing to risk that the best I can and 
Thank you, Peter. That's the best way to break the cycle. And on opening night, that's the way to do it. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> you just stepped into it, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Thank you. Thank you all. Wow. Such transparency. It's like we're just drinking it up. Everybody's drinking it up and drinking it in. And thank you for your courage to speak up on these things because that's our first step towards healing and clarity. Is speak it up. And uh, we're all your witnesses. We're witnessing for you the strength that you have inside. And the more that you give yourself over to that, you will just grow stronger and stronger in that and come closer and closer to that magnitude that resides in all of us and we're just very honored. So, And thank you to all of, we have a studio, two studio teams supporting us and all of you sprinkled all over the world and we're excited to go into this weekend to see where the Spirit will take us, see how it unfolds for all of us. But we just love you so much and we're just, ah, just watching, they're showing, oh, they're flipping the screens, I'm getting to see all the faces. It's so beautiful here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so wonderful, it's like a collective prayer. Collective prayer to heal and step into magnitude, and it's so beautiful. It's like one call for love. You can feel it. It's just one big call for love, like for the true magnitude of that love to be in us and be with us and live this life through us. So I feel it. I'm so grateful for everyone who put their hand up, whether you got to speak or not, that was enough. <laughs> that was the Spirit's plan for tonight. It's like we just don't judge. We can't judge the form of it. If there's a wrist or there's a visit or there's ice or there's a, it's like help is needed to go to the for medical support, whatever it is, we can't judge the form of the plan. There's this healing of, of stepping yeah. out and stepping up spirit will use in all these different ways you know, all these different ways so yeah. that's what I love about the plan is you can't judge it yeah. you don't know what's coming it's a surprise you know? and yet we just keep being willing to show up and that's so mm. much of it we just show up and yield mm. absolutely yield into what's being presented because that is that is the healing too knowing that it's all given and it's all, it's all actually given by the Spirit for the magnitude. Yielding into that is, is so much a part of this whole journey. Really no, not to push any of it away or to say that any of it's a mistake or it's wrong. Nobody is mistaken. Nobody is wrong. It just can't be. It's not possible. And, and yielding into that truth of who we are and coming from there is, is, is the magnitude. And it feels so ordinary, uh, so simple, truly. It, it's uh, 
We don't have to have high expectations of ourselves. It, once we yield into that inner voice and that inner light, it, it is who we are and everything just simplifies from there. There is nothing complicated in that. So, yeah, I just say thank you so much. Very honoured. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> love you all. Love you, love you. Indeed. <laughs> Buenas noches from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to say that. <laughs> Got to practice. <laughs> practice my Spanish. <laughs> Beautiful.